welcome back to the We Are the Queen podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and with me is my co-host, my lovely cousin, April. How are you today, April? God, it's been a hell of a week. I know. <laughs> we were recording on a Sunday because normally we record on Saturdays, but I just couldn't do it yesterday. <laughs> I needed a day off. <laughs> I, uh, so a week ago now I had to get tested for the COVID. Um, and then obviously I tested negative, thank goodness. But then in the early part of the week, while I was isolating, we had a wildfire just five miles South of us. And we're told you might have to evacuate. We don't know. So that was fun. Thankfully the fire is under control and I think mostly out, and then I'm trying to think what else vaccine rollout is still crap. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I know all that happened like right after we recorded last week. <laughs> and then like, we put wow. out the episode and we're like, oh man, this week is just going to crap. <laughs> <laughs> so quickly too. It's not even Monday. Not even Monday. Oh my goodness. But here we are now. I think this next week is looking up for us though. I think so too. So How was your week, Sarah? Um, busy. <laughs> Very busy. <laughs> the part-time job that I'm doing is turning into like a somewhat full-time job while we look for another full-time per- anyway. It's this whole complicated mess, but I'm thankful that I'm able to help out as much as I can right now. My classes don't start until next Monday. Ooh, I ordered my textbooks. So excited. And they're so expensive, April. We will have to maybe do a podcast episode about college expenses (laughs) and how ridiculous they are because I was anticipating, okay, if you spend $110 on a textbook, it better be like you know, like encyclopedia size, you know, like it should be ginormous. And I get the box. I'm like, this does not look big enough for a textbook. (laughs) Open it. And I'm like, I could have spent like 20 bucks on this. Like, why is it so expensive? I get it. You got to get the updated version, but. No, I agree. I am literally holding my ethics book and it's maybe not even a size of a Harry Potter book and yes it's I'm expecting Harry Potter book four size (laughs) yes but no instead I not even Harry Potter book five size and it's like a hundred dollars not including shipping of course what is that garbage garbage but it's necessary for us to get our degrees. So yes, ethics is very, very important. Please don't <laughs> take my words and twist them. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was something else I had to deal with this week is so many people would take my words and twist them around. I'm like, can you not, you know what I'm saying? So stop acting this way. Thank you. <laughs> people hear what they want to hear. Yes. It's very frustrating. Which is a great segue to our topic today. It really is. Oh, and then disclaimer. Well, not disclaimer, but we uh, we did rant for a very long time about reality TV last week. So 
thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> if that's not your thing, uh, we will try not to do those types of episodes very often. Um, today, we actually do have a very interesting talk- topic to talk about. So hopefully it- this will be more your cup of tea if last week wasn't. Justin. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling him out. <laughs> it's okay, Justin. I love you, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we talked about reality TV instead of something interesting. Okay. Oh, goodness. My throat is a little bit dry, so I'm going to get some water. Go, April. (laughs) Go. Okay. So the one thing that I have noticed, especially in the last five years, is social media and just how much it has tanked society. And I wanted to talk about it because I I wanted to get Sarah's thoughts and perspectives, start a conversation about it, and kind of start the grounds of what do we need to do to fix it or rid of it or whatever it is that we need to do to make society better. <laughs> we are fighting the good fight. <laughs> we are. It's a very much an uphill society. battle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well... I don't know, this opens up a whole can of worms, but I think it leads to some really interesting discussions that we can have. When you mentioned you wanted to talk about social media, I I kind of thought about my own journey with social media. And April, you and I are, are of the age where, you know, when we were kids, like social media wasn't a thing. Like we had dial up internet. <laughs> We were playing, you know, uh, Super Mario, and <laughs> and look how far we've come now, April. I know we've done so we've well for ourselves. So, much. so I remember making my first MySpace account. Did you have MySpace, April? I miss MySpace so much. How did you? <laughs> it I was. It was like such like if you look at like Facebook and like other social media apps now like MySpace is, was so much different like it morphed into a whole different beast than what it used to because it used to be you would like I was friends with people that I like knew personally mm-hmm. that I went to school with you got to design your own MySpace page like that was the most fun like going yes. and like you know, because you what you pick a song, so there'd be a song playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's. I remember you could create your own playlist, have your own background. You know, you could add oh, pictures background. from your life, whatever. And I really miss that because with Facebook, you can't customize anything. Yeah, you can add pictures, but that's really it. It's within a very like defined template mm-hmm. i almost want to look at my myspace account and see if I can oh god and then be like wow what a throwback wow i was so cringe <laughs> yeah so like that was my first you know experience in social media was myspace and then very quickly after myspace facebook came on the scene and so for a while i remember having a myspace and a Facebook. And then MySpace kind of like just fell off the face of the earth and no one was using it anymore. Right. So oh, poor Tom. 
I out there know, somewhere Tom. being like <laughs> so sorry um and then facebook was the main main thing <laughs> that people did and but then that's when i think we get into the more problematic parts of social media is i just realized that i was on it all the time the people i cared about that were on facebook you know, were people that I either saw regularly or, you know, talked with on, you know, off of social media, like, you know, through texting or whatever. Um, and so it just became this like weird, weird thing where I'm like, why am I on? Why am I on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? Why am I getting upset about what people are posting? Because they have different ideas in an opinions than I do and I still want to maintain relationships with them so I eventually just ended up deleting my Facebook so I haven't been on Facebook in years Sarah has gotten out of the pit I'm so I've proud of her my way out <laughs> I remember I remember when I initially had MySpace and then Facebook and my parents were not thrilled about it because (laughs) their fear was that I would start talking to strangers and yes but I explained to them like no this is for the purpose of you know if I can't keep in touch with everyone they can easily find me and then we can talk through the messaging system and whatnot but then for me what started happening to me was that I started compare my life to other people's lives yes and I would feel so miserable and I would see you know friend after friend after friend who were women go off get engaged get married (laughs) have the whole shebang of you know gender reveal parties and stuff even though that's a more recent horrible trend and I would just compare myself like (laughs) what (laughs) what I said, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. We might, we might look into that later in the episode, (laughs) who knows, but I would just keep comparing myself and wondering like, well, what the heck is wrong with me? Why don't I have this yet? And then another thing I've started noticing in the last few years too, is how everything is filtered. Everything is Photoshopped. Everything yeah. is not reality anymore. Mm-hmm. Kardashians, I blame you. <laughs> very, everything's very curated. Yes. Like I was so, so, okay. I don't have Facebook, but I have been on Instagram for a really long time. Bec- and I switched to Instagram because that's a part of Facebook that I liked was seeing people's pictures and seeing what people are doing in their lives. And that kind of started to like go from instead of being on Facebook it was on Instagram more and so I'm like okay well I'll just be on Instagram because that's the content I want to see but I've I've yeah I've realized that everything's very very filtered very curated to their pages um or because of the algorithms I don't see posts from people really that I know personally I'll just see them from these big influencer accounts that I've happened to follow because I find them interesting and I'm like what am I what have I gotten myself into like I've gone completely away from what I thought was my purpose of being on social media was keeping in touch with people and 
and while I follow a lot of people that, you know, maybe I went to high school with or college people I haven't seen in a long time. So I do enjoy seeing their posts. We don't interact on a personal level at all. And that was like my point of being on Facebook or Instagram was to keep up with those people, but I'm not keeping up with them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very odd thing to realize that I'm just literally sitting there on my phone scrolling through Instagram over and over and over. What if I miss something? What if I miss something? What if I miss yeah. something? Oh my God, there's Jonathan Venn. <laughs> I love his. It's okay. Okay. If he was the only person I followed on Instagram, my life would be complete because he has some pretty awesome. He does like coffee dances in the morning on his Instagram stories. I think it's super cute. And now his, he's married. And so his husband will be in the background, like just shaking his head in disappointment. <laughs> and then he shows his cats. Uh, anyway, but see like he's not someone that I know personally like what am I doing on social media I'm just following famous people apparently I know it's a sorry Justin I'm going to get back into reality tv for two (laughs) hot seconds so bear with me this most recent season of the bachelor where it was the first black lead I started following a lot of the women of color from that season because even though there was only what six white women in the cast they were getting so many more followers. I'm like, no, I want, I want to support these ladies. <laughs> they're, they're interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I need to go through my Instagram list and like remove a lot of things because it's gotten overcrowded in my feed. And I don't know. I try to use social media as a tool to learn, but right now it has gotten so bad. I even left Twitter. I had enough of Twitter because all it is is people dunking on each other for the likes and for the views. And it just, you know, caused this huge divide between people. And I just felt angry all the time. Yeah. And it's funny, like one of my last memories of Twitter was <laughs> was seeing this graph of the COVID cases coming out of Wuhan. And it's like, and even then I knew I'm like, this is not good. Oh, oh no. dearie me. <laughs> oh no. And, and then <laughs> a week later I gave now. it Twitter because I was just like, y'all need to just calm down. <laughs> Anyways, that's kind of where that's where I'm at with social media is like, I don't know, like there are a few good things on Instagram that I do enjoy. April, you and I use the chat feature on Instagram and that's probably like the main reason why I'm still on there. We're promoting our show on it right now. So that's like, you know, that's a positive thing, (laughs) but I still feel like maybe I should at least like log out on my phone for a little while (laughs) make it a little bit harder to get in (laughs) so I'm not on it all the time right and it's the only reason why I'm still on Instagram and Facebook or at least Facebook messenger I just lurk on Facebook now I don't say anything because I swear to you whenever I do say something it's taken completely out of 
context and then they attack my character and I'm just like yeah I don't have time for that energy yeah that's the uh, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up about social media is it's a place where people can speak their like speak their minds but also to an extent that they they would they'll say things that they would not say to you to your face like in person it's so rude like so many things that that you've showed me and that I've seen from other people that they've had to deal with is like shocking yeah like this week I was called a murderer apologist a what (laughs) what does that even mean so basically (laughs) I there's a thread I'm going to get off of reddit soon too because I'm just like y'all are so damn negative and you Mm. all think you're right when really you have no context whatsoever and you don't understand how people work and just (laughs) (laughs) anyway the subject was you know what's happening in Israel and uh, Palestine which is horrendous on so many levels and the one of the podcasts I listened to higher learning they brought on two women who work for Palestinian groups and explaining what it is that's happening. Um, And I said, I look forward to hearing from other perspectives. Thank you so much for taking the time to educate us that aren't very privy to this information, even though we probably should be. And someone like complete stranger, of course, It's just like, oh my God, a murderer apologist is here. And I'm just like, fucking excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got after him. I'm, I took, I only made two posts to this individual where I was like, there's no need. Cause he was being very passive aggressive. And that's something else I hate on social media Mm -hmm. is the either backhanded compliments or comments. And I said, there's. I told him there's no need for passive aggressiveness. Well, there's no need to be a murder apologist either. I'm just like, and I didn't say that either. And I specifically told him, you took my words, you twisted them. You made a negative assumption about me. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) And I know that's not polite of me either, but like, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. I was really pissed though. And so I messaged the moderators. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Cause I was a frequent poster on there too. Mm. And they didn't do anything about it. I'm just like, okay, so it's completely reasonable for bullying to happen online. But when people try to stick up for themselves or try to like explain where, where was they were coming from. Right. The fuck. (laughs) April's had it. <laughs> I've had enough. She's over it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I think my experience has been generally, not not 100%, but generally speaking, I f- it makes me feel more isolated in the world instead of feeling like I'm making more connections. And I think it does come back to that, like, you're just watching other people's lives being posted and you're comparing yourself to them and then when you post things and you get like you know one like (laughs) and you're like isn't anybody out there like I'm following you why can't you see my stuff like okay apparently we're not good friends like I don't know 
And that goes to the whole entire thing of, you know, when you start a new project and everyone is so, oh yeah, you're going to be so great at that. And then you have no feedback whatsoever. (laughs) I, uh, I started doing a little makeup business for a little bit before the pandemic started. And I probably would have been really successful at it if I was still in the States where I had my my network of people, um, who would be willing to support me, but then trying to do it up here where it's like a bunch of little rural communities and you don't know anybody and your social anxiety is kicking in. (laughs) Hello. I sell makeup. (laughs) I sell makeup. It stays on your lips and the shed, the eyeshadow it actually does not irritate your eyes yay (laughs) but for me I was just you know I was posting so much about the makeup stuff with no feedback whatsoever and I kind of just gave up of course the pandemic was a really good excuse to be like yeah I'm kind of done because it's just not gonna work out Can't it's not really it's not gonna work out on top of I don't want to harass people to buy stuff when they probably don't have any money themselves thank you pandemic yeah so there was that aspect so the whole entire why people keep using social media I think businesses is a really good or not good, but an explanation of why social media is still rampant in the world. Yeah, I think so too. Like everyone has, like even even my school is like, oh, you could, uh, if you want to um, join a Facebook group of your, you know, fellow students and you guys can interact on Facebook. And I'm like, I don't have Facebook. Like, <laughs> Like you'd think that the school would have the technology to like, I don't know, have their own like student, like we have a student portal. Like why not make like a, <laughs> like a chat room or something? I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's what my school does. They have the student lounge. And if we want to take it one step further, we do a uh, WhatsApp and then we te- text each other through that forth in a huge group throughout the week. Uh-huh. So I, I do- might have to bring this up. Next time I talk to my student advisor, I'd be like, who can I give this idea to? <laughs> because I don't want to create a new Facebook account just so I can talk to people who are at my school. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. At least I can I can uh, share like my email and stuff with people within my class. So like our class has like a little... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a little like blog post thread area where we can post things to each other and then we could exchange emails or whatever. But anyway, Mm -hmm. that's my rant about my school using Facebook. (laughs) I'm like, what year is this? (laughs) Why? Why? Just why? (laughs) Sarah, have you watched The Social Dilemma yet? I have not. I was thinking about how that would have been a good thing for me to watch before this. But um, I am interested in watching it. And I know a lot of people watched it and talked about deleting their social media accounts after watching it. (laughs) 
I don't know if very many people did, but I think it comes back to that, like that addiction, you know, like it really, it really is. I was reading an article this morning about how it just like, there's something in your brain that gets activated when you go on social media and you look at other people's posting and you post yourself and it just is like this habit. Like it's a routine. Like I'm constantly pushing that button and going and looking at what, what's new. Like, Oh, it's been, it's been five minutes. Like there's going to be something else on there now. (laughs) Yeah. There's, and there's that. And then the, like we mentioned before about, lack of feedback from people through likes like the like button is the reinforcement of the platforms so if you're continually being fed depending on how big your platform is hundreds upon hundreds of likes or a lot of recognition and feedback from peers it'll make you keep going back yeah I remember announcing, oh, yeah, I've been accepted into the program. And I got some feedback, but not a whole lot. And I was just frustrated because it's like. Because <laughs> then you, you feel like you're shouting into a void. Yes. I'm st- and you're like talking to a wall. Okay. Okay. Although I will say I am. I, so I'm on Instagram I very rarely will like something like I I'll look at things like I'm I'm a lurker I guess I don't know like I just kind of see it and then like sometimes like if I find something interesting like I'll I'll share it with someone like I'll send it to you like in messages or whatever and that's like the vast majority of my interactions with people's posts and then I've realized the the like thing and like the you know the different things that the algorithm picks up I'm like oh maybe I should be liking things more and then I'm like rebellious I'm like no I will not cave into their plot to get me to interact with their algorithm (laughs) Um, I don't like peer pressure (laughs) Yeah, we don't recommend it. Zero out of 10. Uh-huh. We hate it. We don't uh-huh. like it. It also makes me think of the the ob- very obvious elephant in the room. Uh, the political divide it has caused. Yeah. And I even started noticing that back in 2012 when... I mean, I made that was a- like a huge oh. part of why I deleted my Facebook. It's yeah. like, I just... I couldn't have those conversations anymore. Right. That's where it's like, I don't expect you to agree with my perspective, but I expect you to respect that. And it's just been this whole hoot nanny. <laughs> and yeah, like I had a really rough experience back in 2012 of making a joke about one of the political debates and I was just piled on and I'm just like it was a joke and then I was called names from friends and family and I was like okay yeah it was that was a rough time I remember because it it shifts how you think of that other person 
Yeah. You know, because they're saying things to you that are hurtful, but it's all through this like tiny scope of social media. Right. And to bring up your point from earlier, it's like people would not have said that to my face, but now I know that if they say that through the internet, that's what they actually think of me without saying it to my face. So it's been a rough go on social media. Yeah. And I was going to say earlier, the only reason why I've kept some of these platforms is because I live all the way up in Canada. Yeah. So like you want to keep in touch with people and that's where people are. mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember deleting my Facebook and, you know, I made this like kind of, you know, a week before I was going to delete it, like a post that's like, Hey, I'm deleting my Facebook. And so if you want to like keep in touch with me, you know, please let me know before I delete it so that I can get you, you know, my contact information, my email or my phone number. And I remember people were like, Oh, we're so sad to see you go. Cause I was, I'm, I'm a very, like, I try to put positivity out. And so whenever I like, if I'm going to post something on social media, it's going to be, you know, uplifting, positive generally. And so people really liked my posts on Facebook. <laughs> and so they were like, really sad to see me go. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, we can still have a relationship outside of this, like, tiny bubble of social media. I just didn't really have very many people that took me up on like, well, let's continue this relationship outside of social media. And you know, I'm like, here's my email. Here's, you know, whatever, like to meet for coffee, you know, if we're in the same, same town or whatever. Um, so that was a very strange experience to like go through that. Like people were like, oh no, don't leave. And I'm like, oh, but I need to. And here's how you can contact me. Like we don't need this platform <laughs> to have a relationship. That makes me think of two things. First, you know why they didn't actually take you up on it? They're too busy looking at their Facebook. I know. <laughs> and second, there is a Black Mirror episode. Of- oh my gosh, I was thinking about Black Mirror like literally 30 seconds ago. <laughs> as I'm saying all this. <laughs> Would you like to describe it? <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, oh, what's her name? Was it Bryce Dallas Howard? in that episode where she has the pitch perfect uh like facebook like platform and the more kind you are to people the more reinforcement you get and the higher rating you get and then something i don't remember what exactly happens but something transpires where everything just starts tanking for her her number starts to go down and then people are just like dodging her like oh my god you you leper (laughs) it's like it's absolutely horrifying but also kind of phenomenal because it puts the whole entire social media platforms into perspective and what it has done to society Mm -hmm. because that's how often I feel because I only have what less than a hundred followers I'm a peasant so I don't know what I'm talking about (laughs) oh my gosh 
You need more yes. followers, April. Oh my God. <laughs> so um as we're talking about this, I'm reading this. Um, there's this really interesting article, and I can maybe we can link it in our uh, episode description, but it's from King University in Tennessee. I'm like, I don't even know where King University is. It's in Tennessee. <laughs> and they have this really interesting article. It is from 2019, so it's a few years old. Um, but it's a, all about um, social media and the psychology of social media. And then let me go back down to what I was talking about. Okay, so there's a part that talks about mental health consequences from social media use. Let's see. So I'll just read a little excerpt. It says this kind. Okay. Well, wait, oh, wait, let me go back a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, we need some context. Okay. While there certainly are tangible benefits to social media consumption and engagement, it's been r- rightly critiqued for its tendency to have toxic effects on users' mental health. This kind of anxiety manifests much more severely in teens. We haven't talked about teenagers in the development, um, but that's interesting. Um, It says, let's see, teens online must confront cyberbullying, trolls, toxic comparisons, sleep deprivation, and less frequent face-to-face interactions. In a cultural moment that stresses the importance of staying online all the time, these seemingly disconnected issues can overwhelm users and result in profound anxiety. Um, And then later it says that there is a scholarly article published in the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology that higher levels of depression correlate with Facebook use. Not surprising. I, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, to teenagers' credit, like this whole Facebook boom started, or social media boom started in what, like the mid two thousands. So this is all that teenagers nowadays have known is yes. screens and less face to face interactions, and so I don't, I don't fault them for that at all. What I fault though is people. Boomers, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of the elder millennials kind of looking at you too. <laughs> How uh, the whole, I don't know how to put it. It frustrates me to no end because in our generation, I feel like we were expected to know everything and how to handle everything. And meanwhile, we're just stupid kids just trying to survive and critiqued endlessly and this is through the beginning of social media and meanwhile the exact same thing is happening to the to the gen zers and the generations after them and how do we completely change course on that yeah um there was an instance recently where one of the Kardashians, I don't remember because I kind (laughs) of don't care. She posted a photo of herself that wasn't photoshopped or filtered or whatnot. And there was this whole atomic response. It was the picture was suddenly removed. And oh, we're so sorry that we released this picture of her 
And then she goes on to talk about what an impact the social media platform has had on her when it's she's kind of done it to herself where she is expected right. to be like super thin with huge curves and the peak of womanhood and what a woman should look like. But then she's complaining about how her mental health has been impacted by all that. It's like you you chose to do this to yourself and now you have a whole generation of kids who are comparing themselves to you and injecting mm-hmm. their lips with God knows what. Yeah, all those like, yeah, skincare. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't even talk about TikTok, April. That's how old I am is that I am not on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok I'm either. Like, I don't get it. I mean, it's kind of fun, I guess, maybe. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, because people are comparing themselves to these celebrities or big influencers on social media i am glad to see that more people are trying to post like non-filtered like no this is what real people look like Mm -hmm. but that's not the majority of content that's out there and and if it's an addiction how do you how do you convince kids to set their phones down and like i mean i i get right now it's a pandemic so it's like yeah, just completely different times right now anyway. But like, how do you, uh, moving forward, how do you get them just to like, go hang out in person, you know, go, go to the, like, what did we do as teenagers, April? We went to the mall. <laughs> we went and watched movies. Like, we, we weren't necessarily, as they called them, mall rats. But I remember like, there was a little, uh, little corporation business called Hastings where they had books and movies and video games and a little cafe attached to it I enjoyed going there and just hanging out yeah. um, uh, going to the park and just walking smelling the flowers and looking at the ducks and just interacting with nature um, and just nowadays again this is not a criticism on Gen Zers or anyone younger than that, we just kind of set them up for this whole thing because of the addictive consequences of social media. I don't know exactly like how we can fully rid this problem. One thing I think needs to happen, and free speechers do not come after me on this one, we need to get rid of the comment section. Yes. Plain and simple. Yes, because a lot of people tend to write horrible, cruel, vile things to influencers, people they don't even know. Um, And if they're blocked, muted, whatever it is, they'll just make a new profile and keep harassing people. Yeah, exactly. And then I think it also would... (laughs) cut down on all the bots <laughs> we didn't even talk about the fake profiles that happen on social media oh my god oh my god it's so <laughs> i don't like it um yeah like i mean because i think that that would also get rid of that like instant feedback of like oh people like what i'm saying or people Mm-hmm. like what I'm posting or people don't like what I'm posting you know yeah like 
uh, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really understand the point of that. I guess I'm like. That makes me think of another example I had a month or so ago. Um, so up here in Canada, like sometimes winter can go on until June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and overall, this past winter, it was not much of a winter. It mm-hmm. wasn't negative 40, not a ton of snow, hence why we keep having wildfires. But I had a really close call on the highway because they don't sand the highway. And they don't plow it in a timely manner. And because I'm still getting used to going from our home to the bigger city on the highway, I almost had a horrendous wreck with a semi truck. And like, I've almost veered off the highway. Meanwhile, Mm. here comes Mr. Semi truck about to T-bone my ass. Thankfully I'm a, fairly decent driver I regained control and then I saw the semi and I was like book it even though I have no (laughs) traction and I don't know how anyway the next day on Facebook I wanted to ask like does anyone know if it's been sanded like do they sand it I'm not sure and someone clearly called me a dumbass and (laughs) Yes. Someone someone called me a dumbass and like, they don't ever plow or sand the rows at all. Are you stupid? Blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, excuse me. I was just asking a question because I'm still fairly new to the area and I almost fucking died. (laughs) The T-bone of the semi. And you know what that motherfucker did? He had a ha-ha reaction to that comment of, I almost died. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Flip yeah. off. <laughs> I oh. hate social media. I know, because it's like, April, you and I are like genu- genuinely nice people. <laughs> we are genuinely very kind to other people. And so it is just shocking when people are that rude. <laughs> on that platform oh my god and no i don't want to hear of oh it is what it is like no there has to be some sort of accountability for that kind of shit Mm -hmm. hence why i'm like get rid of the comment section yeah let the miserable people be miserable by themselves (laughs) whatever i'm curious um and i probably could do more research to see if there are already studies on this but i wonder if like, okay, so we're, I just read the study about how social media can contribute to mental health issues. I also am curious about the opposite. Like, people with mental health issues or, you know, whatever. The likelihood of them being more kind of susceptible to social media and getting sucked into that as, like oh, I can, you know, meet people here and people who have similar ideas and I don't know, like it, because it's just such an isolating thing. I was just kind of trying to think of why are people so connected 
to that versus connected to people in real life. Again, I understand we're in a pandemic and these are weird times. So thank goodness for video calls and, and, you know, different pieces of technology to keep people connected. But the, the social media aspect is just kind of, it's just another whole other monster. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I thought I had one more thought of something that can be done to try to fix it, but I don't know. Um, I know there was this whole shebang on a certain individual being banned from all platforms, Mm -hmm. but I don't know exactly how well that worked out. Um, To me, that seems kind of too late because so much damage Damage done from everybody was done in that four years so yeah um I don't know I just I I hope that people hear podcasts like this and maybe just kind of reconsider Uh, I think what really prompted me to delete my Facebook was okay I haven't really talked about Justin much this episode (laughs) He has zero social media. Zero. Because he did have Facebook for a very short period of time. When I first had Facebook, he got one too. I don't know. He has some superpower where he can just see that it's bullcrap. And like... (laughs) And that people are not genuine on there. People aren't nice on there. Uh, Why would I spend my time doing that? And so he was just kind of asking me, he's like, well, why? Why are you on social media? And so, you know, I'm like, well, I try to, like, stay connected with people. And he's like, but are you staying connected with people? (laughs) Like, are you using the platform for that purpose? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) guess not. (laughs) And, like, it's just, like, it was really changing my perception of myself and you know comparing myself to other people and I'm like no I I just want to live a a full happy life and social media is kind of bringing me down so yeah I'd much rather go take a walk at the park with a friend or go get a cup of coffee and actually interact with people in that way like Mm -hmm. I'm much happier it makes me think of my husband, Zach. Uh, he had Facebook for a while too. And he still technically has one, but he does not use it at all. Um, what happened with him was he worked in an office for a little while that pretty much was the essence of mean girls. <laughs> we wear pink on Wednesdays. <laughs> That's- I cannot say that quote without getting a scowl from him, it seems like. (laughs) So he just stopped putting so much on Facebook because they would literally take that and use it against him in person and make his life a living hell. And so then he was just like, you know what, I'm just no... And for me, what I struggled with for a little while, and there are still days where I struggle with it, where I see husbands brag about their wives and how much they're so in love with them and 
stupid shit like that. <laughs> and it's like, I, Zach, can you do that for me just this once? But then I have to respect his boundary of, no, I don't. I, no, <laughs> I don't want to post anything on there. You need to prove it to the world, you yes. know, like... It's I know. not like I, this ring isn't enough, but okay. I, right. <laughs> yeah. Or your, you know, your, your house. <laughs> or the house or our, our furry child kitty cat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or yeah. All the like times that you spend together in person, like, like what purpose do you have broadcasting that to everybody else? It's like, right. you're just perpetuating the, you know, mm-hmm everything all the other problematic parts of social media by doing that I do remember I just remembered like the old Facebook days where you'd like literally post like what you're doing for the day and it's just like this like online like diary essentially that everyone's reading it was a weird 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 times April it's so weird and just oh how to describe it my adhd is just on full force today so i apologize everybody if i'm jumping from topic to topic without my sentences making much sense um i lost my thought anyway oh. <laughs> adhd having today. to like describe your adhd and then you just completely forgot what you were saying oh that's brilliant <laughs> oh gosh happy mental yeah. health awareness month <laughs> yes yeah happy mental health. <laughs> oh it's real this month my goodness oh my god no <laughs> I don't yeah. know I how I guess I just want to know like how do we yeah how do we encourage people to just put it down for a while and just go do something else like it just sucks you in for so much time that you could be reading a book or watching TV, which I know that's problematic too sometimes, but <laughs> I feel like that's better than scrolling social media. Mm-hmm. Um, go outside, go visit a friend. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. It'll be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next few years though, because of the pandemic and are people going to get into the same old habits habits which it looks like they are um at least down the states like the pandemic won't end up here it seems like (laughs) people like they need a sense of normalcy and so they want to be able just to like continue on life is you know life is normal and I'm like but this might be an opportunity to make things better you know i i'm interested to see i know people are paying a bit more attention to mental health because of the isolation and the different you know mental health issues that have popped up from being in a global pandemic i'm hoping that that will make some good changes like make mental health services more easily accessible for people Mm -hmm you know, maybe, gosh, teach some mental health stuff in schools. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember, I remember, I think it was during a health class, which that class was kind of a joke in and of itself, but <laughs> health class where there was like literally one special day where our 
I'm putting in count in quotations, our school counselor was <laughs> brought in to talk about suicide. And so we had like a suicide, you know, talk. And like, if you're concerned about a friend, you know, come talk to me. And I'm like, lady, no one's going to come talk to you <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, wasn't that woman, she didn't have the credentials to be a counselor. Anyway. Yeah, she was like a school counselor in the fact that like, you know, she helped you schedule your classes That's and helped cool. you like with college applications. But like, I don't think that she actually had like mental health credentials, which oh I do know, at least for um for my area, that has shifted and changed within the last few years. Um, Schools have uh like actual mental health counselors or social workers working within the schools and so um my high school has like a whole mental health uh department now and by department I think there's probably like two people it's a small high school so (laughs) they don't need very many but (laughs) um yeah like uh it might be kind of a nice thing to have a mental health counselor work in a high school where teenagers are going through puberty and challenges and they need someone with proper training to help them work through that but yeah that was like the extent of our quote-unquote <laughs> mental health like uh these are the signs if you're concerned about your friend like being suicidal I'm like awesome <laughs> like <laughs> how do we prevent it from happening I don't know that would be a cool change Yeah, I think to slowly wrap things up, I think as far as the future and the addiction with social media and screens and phones and whatever is that I think it needs to be a combined effort from parents, Mm -hmm. from school administrations, from uh, to teenagers as well, like when you when you're a teenager like you're you're gaining more responsibility and you're able to use start using reasoning skills and stuff so it's that interesting time where you don't have full complete permission over yourself left yet according to the law but we also have to give them space to like slowly start figuring things out too it's a balance i know School administrations, parents, teenagers, uh, I don't know how much Congress and lawmakers want to get involved with it, if at all, because they're also part of the problem of dunking on each other for the likes and the clicks and whatever. So I'm not putting much stake in them right now. (laughs) I think what I'm thinking of is like, kids are going to do what they're gonna do like teens are just like you know I remember a teenager like you feel like you should be able to make your own decisions and they're gonna find a way to be on their phones or social media so (laughs) I like why not hold these social media giants responsible you know like Mm -hmm. you were saying maybe remove the comment section like what are the problematic parts of social media and how can we maybe set it up so it's either less appealing <laughs> for teenagers or 
make it a safer space for them to, you know, engage with the content. Um, I don't know. So that means parents, if you have a teen on TikTok, you yourself need to make a TikTok and start embarrassing your kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have a parent takeover like <laughs> is this how you floss <laughs> stop posting on tiktok <laughs> all the poor teens and now they're screaming at our podcast how could you do this <laughs> you joking anyway. april teenagers aren't cool enough to listen to our podcast <laughs> yeah yeah we're just too th- 30-year-old women in separate countries trying to survive. (laughs) Yes. Yelling into the internet. (laughs) Yelling into the endless void, it seems like. We'll probably talk about the subject again in case anything huge changes, but I highly doubt it at this point. Yeah, and I mean, as we're talking about people not engaging with us on social media please engage with us on social media (laughs) we would love to hear from you we want to know what you want to hear us talk about we're still very new into the podcast scene and we're just trying to find topics that people would enjoy listening to april you and i are both avid podcast listeners ourselves and there's nothing worse when you scroll through your podcast list and you're like, none of this sounds interesting this week. <laughs> we want to be relevant and interesting. Um, let us know what you guys think about social media usage and if you've made any changes um, recently with how you interact online. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. And after my whole entire, I don't know how long, hour-long rant of social media please follow us on we are the queen pod on instagram (laughs) we understand the irony (laughs) (laughs) the irony is not lost on us but please follow us like give us ideas share your thoughts we would love to hear about it and yeah i hope all of you have a wonderful week and hopefully no more wildfires no more covid tests get vaccinated we'd love you (laughs) We love you all. Stay safe. (laughs) Toodles.